have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. to reality tea times two the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality tv we love to hate i'm tanika and today we're discussing b90 so before we jump into that have a little quick i don't know if i call this hard cost but well tidbit of information um as well as a few memes not many but a few um, so to a quick little tidbit of information, Violet ended up posting and that she can see that people are making attack on him and she's sorry and she admits that she should have admitted that he did ask her what his what her mom was like so he could have bought her something and that she told him not to i guess and she said that she was embarrassed um on camera to say it was her fault so she just pushed the blame on him and uh that still doesn't make him not garbage though but anyway, I will post this on our socials so you can see for yourself what she wrote. But yeah, anyway, that's it for that. We'll jump into the memes. Now, most of the memes that I have will be posted, but there are a few that I will read here. So meme number one. <laughs> 
Christian is scared of what people think. So naturally, he broadcast his relationship on TLC. Me number two. Embarrassingly, Statler's breath still smelled like garlic from the raw clove she'd eaten the night before. That's disgusting. Did you not brush your teeth? Like, maybe number three. This pisses me off. Shanti tried to give Tyree a condom to put in his wallet just in case. Tyree insisted that wouldn't be happening, but in the end, took it anyway. What the actual fuck? But that's it for memes for this week. We're going to jump into the episode, season six, episode 10, Sex Lies and Videotape. And so first, we're going to talk about Jasmine and Gino. So we find out that they're going to be going to Buketa, I believe, is how she said it, um, for the weekend. They are heading to the airport, which they are late, by the way. And it's because of Gino, apparently, the night before. He had some nachos that came with a bean dip, and he says it was about three-quarter beans and than salsa um and he said he had the whole thing and uh he kept getting up in the middle of the night if you catch what i'm saying um so jasmine says that where they're going is very special because it is very near to where he proposed to her you mean where you also found out he was sharing your nudes okay um they get off the plane and she asks, like, if you're feeling better. And he says, yeah, I'm feeling better. But, you know, maybe you can give me a foot massage tonight. She says, do you know I will massage every inch of your body? And I said, God damn it, ew. <laughs> so they get to their hotel. And 20 minutes later, we see them in robes. And she says, I have something to show you. And do the big guys say here, she goes to, I guess, the bathroom and she comes back in the room, just in a towel and wearing boots. She's carrying a bag. So she says, you have to unwrap me. So he takes the towel off of her and she's in lingerie and he's very excited. Finally, a reaction <laughs> in the bag contains handcuffs a ball gag, and a whip. So then she puts the ball gag in her mouth, or he does actually, and he whips her. And I said, did I need this in my life? Did I need to see any of this? Because the answer is no, I didn't. He says, he says, you have been a bad girl. And she says that tonight is their night. And I'm feeling all right. Anyway, moving on. It's the next morning, and Jasmine says that she is happy that Gino came for the first time during sex. Oh. God. Um... I'm not going to continue on with that anyway. Um, she says that they tried new things. For example, um, y'all, 
she gave him a golden shower. I feel very defeated. I didn't need to know any of this. Ew. Oh, and she sat on his chest, and he just... I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, okay, that's enough. Anyway, she thinks that it was romantic. The first thing I think about when I think about romance is pee on me. What the fuck? Anyway, they are going to go horseback riding, and he's never done this before. Um, but you know what? Since last night, he's feeling really good. He's feeling sexy, and he's ready. I said, fuck. Okay, cool. Their instructor um, picks some guava for them, and Jasmine says she likes it, but Gina spat it out when no one was looking. Um, and so they finish the horseback riding, they got him back, and he tried to take the helmet off, and he says, how do I get this off? And I'm like, it probably has snaps that you squeeze in, and it comes off. Anyway, um... So anyway, they, you know, takes a picture of Jasmine beside the horse and, you know, he says, send that to me because I want to show my family. She says, your family. And she tells him that she doesn't want his family to be too involved when she moves to America. He says... Don't generalize based on one issue you have with my cousin, right? Because she does bring that back up again about the message that um, his cousin sent her. Um, He says, you haven't even met them in person, so you're just kind of jumping. And Gina then suggests that, you know what, you should talk to Dana, that's his cousin, um, this weekend over video call, and let's just clear the air. Let's just get this out out on the open. And she says, you know, okay, I agree, but if there's problems, I will react. And I said, God bless, because, you know, she, she does think, like, again, she, I think she had mentioned before, and she did mention here that she thought that it was very inappropriate what her, what his cousin said to her over, um, I guess Instagram, but, or Facebook, but I'm just like, but I have nothing more to say. There's so much here that I wish I didn't see. <laughs> like I could have completely lived with, like without seeing like the first co- three quarters of this, um, of their segments. could have lived without it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that's it for Gino and Jasmine for this week. So now we're talking about fucking Amanda and Rosman. Okay, here we go. Let's just jump in. So they're going to a restaurant. Okay. And from the outside of the restaurant, she says, it looks so scary. Why the fuck is everything scary to you? You live in a fucking Louisiana, one of the most haunted states. Well, at least Nola. One of the most haunted states. One. Not the most. But one. And I'm like, you're fucking scared of every little fucking thing? Bitch, please. Anyway, let's continue. Um, nothing is scary about this place. So they, so where they're going is a traditional Romanian restaurant. And he says that, you know, everything is Romanian. 
And he says, you know what? I'm really trying. You know, I'm trying to make this work because it's been not so great, but I'm trying. Um, she does say, you know, the menu is all in Romanian. How do I read it? I said, he can tell you. Anyway, he does tell her names of the things on the menu. Apparently they have very odd names. Um, the names is, um, called the Sword of the King. And she's like, why does everything have to go back to swords with you? And I said, that I agree with. Anyway, so apparently one of the dishes on the menu is pork brain. And then that's a very traditional dish. Um, and he says, like, what do you think about that? And he's like, what do you think I think? And I said, you know what? I don't care for her pickiness, but I'm not fucking touching a brain of any animal. I'm just saying that. So I don't disagree with her saying, no thanks. Um, his parents apparently live in Croatia. And spoiler alert, they are going to be going to... Um, uh, to Croatia to meet the family. And he says that he's very close with his family. And he also says that they didn't like his ex-wife because they thought she was controlling and she, you know, he had to do whatever she wanted him to do. And they didn't like that. Um, so he does kind of explain this to her because she does ask and she says, well, then I guess if they like me, then I'm I'd be doing better than your ex-wife. And I said, no fucking shit, Sherlock. He just said that. (laughs) Like, way to state the fucking obvious. Anyway, he says that, um, you know, his mom won't really like the idea of him moving to America. But he also says that she does know, though, that it's always been a dream of his to live in America. And I said, oh, no. We were rooting for you, Rasmus. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> Ever since he was a child, apparently. Okay. And she says, I didn't know this. And he says, what do you mean? I, I told you in the beginning. And she says, no, you didn't. And here's what I'll say. I believe Rasmus over her. <laughs> Personally. But again, like... She's all about, oh, he doesn't listen to me when I tell him things. But, like, I told him all of this. And I'm like, but now he says he told you something and you don't, you don't remember him telling you that. Anyway, let's continue. Um, He says that he feels that she doesn't trust him. And he says he just has to show her that this is about her and not about America. Um, That he doesn't care. And here's the thing that kind of makes me wonder is that he has talked about the fact of whether or not she would move to him, right? So I don't know if America's the end all be all here for him. I do think that it's about her, but she does kind of hold on to something and says, well, this could be something that I could use to wedge between us because there hasn't been already things that she's used to wedge um, between them. Anyway, the next day, Rosvin does say to her that, you know, I don't have bad intentions and he loves her and let's be done with it. And that he doesn't care about America. Um, and she says, okay, thank you. That's all she fucking says. Like, you can't say more. Anyway. Um, Rosalyn says, you know what? It's a nice day outside. My friend Deanna has invited us to go to a pool party. And she says, okay, 
cool. Let's do this. And he thinks that Deanna can make her relax more about him. And I said, in what fucking universe do you think that Deanna is going to make things better? That was before we saw her in the yellow thong bikini. Anyway. Um, so as I said, Deanna, we see her looking absolutely amazing in this yellow thong bikini. And Amanda is instantly jealous. And she says, what the fuck? And I'm like, Did, I don't know if anything has happened between them. I know we kind of joked about that. But if she's got it, she's going to flaunt it. Like, why not? It's a pool party. Um, so Amanda is not going to be changing because Deanna does ask her. Um, and she says, no, this is all I have. And then Rasmus just blurts out, yeah, she's on her period. And I'm like, what? Why are you just blurting out to complete strangers that your girlfriend is on her period? But then again, Amanda's reaction is like, I wanted to go inside of myself. And I said, okay, that reaction is a little much. We're all women here. I mean, there were some men, but we're all women here. And we all have periods. Like, it's fine. But yeah, he definitely didn't need to blurt out to the whole world. Oh, she's on her period. And you're like, what? You are? <laughs> no wherewithal. He does tell Deanna that in a few days they're going to be going to Croatia for her to meet his family. She does mention that she's worried about whether or not he will actually translate everything that she says correctly. And he says, well, maybe I won't. She says, no, you have to. And I said, can you use a translator app? Fuck, solves all problems. And she keeps looking at Rothman like she literally wants to kill him. Like she like she's completely annoyed by him. And Deanna at this point, you can tell, like notices. She's like, look at the way she looks at him. Like, I don't think I look at my boyfriend like that. Um because I don't want to kill him. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, <laughs> um, Deanna does say, like, let's go for a walk and uh, let's talk. And she says, I do actually love him or are you just attached to him? And Amanda says, no, I love him. Like, I wouldn't be here leaving my kids behind if I didn't. And she says, you know, yeah, like we do fight sometimes and blah, blah, blah. And Deanna says, like, but I wouldn't be fighting with someone in a new relationship. I don't want peace. And I don't think you actually love him. I think you're just attached to him. Because she's like, the way that you look at him, it looks like you want to kill him. And it's kind of toxic. And um, she says, my relationship isn't toxic. And she actually laughs at this. And I said, this is funny. And Deanna says, like, I don't want him to get hurt. He's been through a lot with his past relationship. I just don't want you to be using him. Like, I want you to actually want to be in this. And, um, you know, Amanda thinks that she has an ulterior motive. Maybe she likes Rosvin, and this is why she's kind of doing this. But I don't think she does. I think she really does care about him. And Deanna thinks that this isn't going to work. She completely hates him. (laughs) And this isn't going to work. And I agree with her. 
I don't think this is going to work for a multitude of reasons. This is not going to work. Yeah, that's pretty much it for Amanda and Rosvin. So I'm jumping into Dempsey and Staller. So Staller is going to attempt to go have a shower. She has been there for, I believe, two days, and she hasn't even showered once. Anyway, we hear her and see her screaming because it's freezing cold and, yeah. (laughs) Dempsey in the kitchen is crying of laughter at her pain. And uh, after the shower, Sadler says, I do not want to do that again. So what are you going to do for the rest of the time you're here and not shower? gross. Um, Sadler is going to be meeting Dempsey's dad. It is definitely a big deal uh, for Dempsey's dad to like Sadler. If he doesn't like her, Dempsey says that she would probably reconsider. Her last relationship, she tells us and her in the moment, was really toxic. Didn't go good. Breakup was bad. Um, So her dad is very overprotective of her because of what she experienced with her ex-girlfriend. And then um, we are told that we're going to be going to Saltburn, I believe. Statler tells her that that the connection that she has with Dempsey is nothing like the connection she had with her ex-girlfriend. So... um, then Statler, in a very odd way, brings in the L word, and Dempsey's like, are you trying to tell me something? And she kind of drops it, and Dempsey decides to ignore it because she thinks kind of putting that out there is maybe moving too fast. So in the next scene, we see Statler and Dempsey walking towards where her father is. Um, De- uh, Statler in this moment is saying, I really just want to run away, <laughs> maybe run uh, onto the bridge, off the bridge, into the ocean, and to never be seen again. And I'm like, well, um, I wish that I wore black pants, just in case I shit myself. Oh my god, this poor girl and her poops. But then we see Dempsey's dad, and I guess he smells good because Statler tells him, you smell good. And he's like, oh, okay. That's so weird girl. That is really weird. Anyway, so they all sit down at this table and it's very awkward between all, well, the two of them, Dempsey and Staller. And Dempsey says, how's the coffee to her dad? And he's like, I'm going to learn about her. I don't want to talk about the coffee. So she ends up telling him that they have been in a relationship for seven months. He does question why I'm only finding about this now. Um, and he's like, you know, explain. And Dempsey's kind of starting to explain, but he does say to Stiller, you can come into this at any time. And Stiller does explain, you know, they met on the map, they liked each other, and, you know, yeah. And she does say, like, you know, I'm awkward. We're both awkward together, honestly. Um, and he's like, you know, have you been to England before and she says yes I have and he's like oh and then Dempsey comes in and says 
Yeah, she has a thing for English girls. That is the wrong thing to be saying to your father who's meeting your girlfriend for the first time. Like, it's a little odd that she has a thing for English girls, and I would advise um, not saying that. At that point, Dempsey goes and gets vision chips for everybody. And as Siler are there to talk, and he asks, you know, tell me about your ex, the English girl. And she tells him that, you know, she was planning to move here, but then I guess we were moving too quickly, and she broke up with me. And then she tells she tells him that well my lease is going to be up in about a month after i go back so i'm not thinking of renewing the lease and i'm going to you know see if i'm moving here and living with dempsey and i thought to myself so you're going to tell her father and you haven't even told her yet so how do you not know that he's going to tell her because like that's what I think a parent would do. Which spoiler alert, he actually doesn't. But I was like, you're an absolute dum dum. Don't be telling her father before you tell her. Like, well. So as Tyler uh Dempsey comes back with the food, they eat and whatever, everything's fine. And then after they eat, Dempsey no, sorry, Stadler says, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So it's basically dad and, and Dempsey now talking. And he says to her, you know, she seems like a nice girl, but you know, there are some obvious red flags. She seems to be moving fairly quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, slow down a bit. Don't make any rash decisions because obviously he knows something she doesn't. And Dempsey in her in the moment kind of says, you know, I want to know that she wants to move here to be with me and just to not be in England, which is a fair thing because honestly, I don't dislike Styler. I really like Dempsey. And I feel like Styler and what kind of Dempsey does say actually in this moment is really just trying to find some place where she can feel permanent and feel wanted. And um, from what we kind of know from her family dynamic, she's not getting it there. So it, it I think she's, I think she likes Dempsey. There's no doubt, but I think like she's rushing into things because she doesn't want to be alone. And I'm sure she's felt that way for most of her life, unfortunately. Being like the odd one out. Um, so I, I I don't know, but that's why she really needs to get therapy. Not a girlfriend. Not a living girlfriend. So now it's Valentine's Day. And Stiller is giving Dempsey a foot massage. Styler says to Dempsey that she thinks it went well with Dempsey's dad the day before. Dempsey thinks her dad does like Styler, but he also doesn't want her to move too fast. So now Dempsey's going to be going to work. And Styler's left on her own. And she decides that she's going to do a scavenger hunt for Dempsey for when she comes back from work. 
And I guess in the scavenger hunt, she's going to be bringing up her moving in. Oh boy. And she hopes that Dempsey is on the same page as her. She's not. She's definitely not. And she does want to say that she loves her in a proper way than when she said the day before because she recognized that maybe it was more like a word vomit situation because Dempsey didn't say it back either. So that concerns her. And she does understand. She's very aware. She understands that she's doing the same thing all over again. She knows that's crazy and that she's expecting a different result, even though it's probably not a realistic thing, but she's all going to do it anyway. And I was like, Styler, you need to read the room. Not everything needs to be a sprint. And that's basically how she's treating this. And this is not how would you be? So that's it for Styler and Dempsey for this week. Now we're going to talk about Tyre. Not a whole lot here, guys, as per usual. But anyway, he says it's about a month since he's had this meeting with the PI. He's embarrassed, but here he is packing a suitcase. And I'm thinking, why the hell are you packing a suitcase? And he apparently still messages the quote-unquote Carmela that he was been talking to, but he doesn't get any reply. And I'm thinking, why are you messaging this person? They literally told you who they are, and yet here you are still messaging them. You're an absolute fool. Um, he wrote to the real Carmela, and she did reply. And I did write down their little conversation. Here's what he said. He said, hey, somebody has been catfishing me with your pictures for four years, okay? And I actually left the country to meet them and they never showed up. Why does she care? Why do you need to add that in? I just personally wanted to let you know so that you can be aware. Okay, she should know that her pictures have been stolen. That's about as far as it goes. And then she says, oh, wow, that's insane. I'm sorry that happened to you. And then they say, I'm packing. And I said, sir, why do you need to pack so many Pringles? Pringles are the worst chip for you. They taste amazing, but they are the worst chip. Like, so bad for you. Anyway, um, he asked if he could come meet her in Barbados. We know she doesn't fucking live in Barbados, sir. And she says to him that she lives in Denver, or off near Denver, Colorado, and he's going to go meet her there. She has agreed. And I wrote, what the fuck? So he thinks that she could have something to do with it. No, she doesn't. Um, his mom kind of comes in and says, like, I feel like this is sketchy. Why are you going? I ask the same fucking question. There's no point in this. Um, he says that he is not going to be falling in love with her. Why is this even being brought up? Why? Why? His his mom definitely doesn't buy it because he did fall in love with her pictures. So his sisters will be going with him. So that's good at least. He so it's the next scene we're in. He's in Denver. 
he's going to be meeting Carmela that day, or I guess that night. He actually attempted to go buy her something. She has an appreciation gift. And I'm like, but why? And he was actually looking in the jewelry section, and his sisters were there, and they said, that sends a message. So he ends up buying her this ugly-ass candle. You could have just bought her nothing. You came to her. So what is she really doing? Anyway, so his sisters come in to see him before he goes to meet with her. And they're like, where are you going? They're going to go into some lounge that he picked. And his older sister says, leave your location on. So he says on the, I guess, you know, once he gets there that he's excited. He has butterflies. And I said, for what reason? This is not who you've been speaking with. He does text her to tell her that he's there and, um, he does get a water, which he drinks really loudly. And then we basically just see the door open, and that's it. We don't see anything after that. That's basically it for Tyre. But honestly, I am so over the storyline. It needs to be finished. This storyline belongs in a different show called Catfish, not this show. I'm so over it. There's nothing before the 90 about this storyline i'm over it and i know a lot of us are but anyway that's it for tyre for all this week do you want to spice up your love life well you can make that happen by going to love shop where you can get sorts of different things whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection, or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot C-A and use our unique coupon code REALITYT2. That's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number two. So now we're with Cleo and Christian. And Cleo is with her friend Jane and they're going to be going having some tea. And Cleo tells Jane it's been rough the last few days, but she does like him. And after last night, it they feel better. And she tells Jane about the date portion um, of the night. Um, apparently, though, after the cameras left, he started kissing her cheek. And one thing led to another, and they ended up having sex. She says it was very romantic and passionate, and Jane asks, you know, if if he was comfortable with the process, and she thought that he would be awkward about it, 
but he wasn't. And she's feeling super positive. Meanwhile, with Christian, he is in the process of making an omelet, um, which he just is so messy with. Producers say, you know, it was pretty awkward last night. And he says, yeah, it was, but, you know, after they, after you guys left, you know, I did end up making the first move um, last night. And he says that they hooked up. So producers ask, okay, did you have sex? And he says, um, no, you're fucking lying. And we already know you're lying because I'm not going to trust you over Cleo. Um, and he says that they kind of got to what would be, I guess, second base, but no home run. So kind of back with Jane, Jane does say that she's actually surprised that he said that he doesn't make the first move just based on everything that Cleo's told her. So in the next scene, we see Jane again. And Cleo, we can tell, is is not okay right now. She's crying. Cleo asks Jane if she can come back to the Airbnb with her. And they get into a car and she says, you know, me and Cleo rock. Um, me and Christian got into a fight. Um, and she says that when, after they had sex, they did discuss about just being completely transparent with the fact that they did. Um, so the fact now she ends up finding out, um, that he wasn't because Christian texts her in the day and says, have you told anyone about us being intimate? And she says, yes, that she had. And she says, why haven't you? And he explains to her that he didn't tell production that they did. And he said that they kind of went to second base. So obviously Cleo is very confused because they have discussed being transparent. She's starting to wonder if he's being manipulative. And she actually does at one point use the word gaslighting. And at first it wasn't really about that, but I kind of see where where he's coming from with that. He apparently said to her that it would be best for them to not say they've had sex to protect her. How is that protecting her? There's no reason to protect her. She's perfectly fine. No, sir, this is all about you. And Jane calls that out and says, or protect himself. This has nothing to do with you. Um... Cleo does wonder if, you know, he's starting to say all these things because he doesn't want his family and his friends to know that he has had sex with a trans woman. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. That's exactly it. He doesn't want them to know because his family is upset that he's even with a trans woman. And then Jane says, like, do you think he genuinely cares about you? And she's like, before this, I would have thought that, but now I don't. I don't trust him now. And she says that that she needs him to separate how he feels about her and how his family feels about her. And I said, that's exactly it because this switch happened after his family found out. I can't stand this guy. She deserves so much better than him. Um, But that's basically it for Cleo and christian for this week so next we're going to be talking about misha and nicola so there's nothing much here to really go 
to talk about how much happened. But basically, um, she tells Nicola that she's going to go get some coffee. And she ends up going outside to drink it. She says she just has to get out of that room. There's a lot of negative energy. She feels very depleted of hope based on everything that happened the night before. Nicola comes outside because he thought she would come back upstairs, um, but she didn't. And and she says, he says, like, are you sad? She says, I'm not really sad, but I mean, I'm not happy. I'm just very confused with everything that's been going on. And he says, what do you want me to do, Misha? Because, of course, he has to add her name at the end of it. Um, and he ends up saying to her that, like, I know that the problem is my behavior. He also says that, you know, relationships in the Middle East is very different. You know, a relationship between man and woman is very intimate. And that maybe what she wants is something a little more public. I don't think she wants anything more public. I think she just wants you to respect her and not talk shit about her to your friends. That's not about being public. That's just, she says that I don't feel like you care. Um, and he tells her to forgive me. And he says, I need to be sweeter with you. And he talks about liking her laugh. Like, that was very random. He does say that she's beautiful and that he loves her. But he says, relationships take time. You've been in this for seven years. How much more time do you need? I'm just saying. And, of course, God will give them grace. Okay. And she says, like, in her in the moment that what he has said doesn't fix anything, but it does kind of bring them back to the center of things so that they can kind of get back on track. And then the church bells start ringing. And I said, look, Misha, look, the church bells, they're ringing. That means I'm telling you the truth. And I said, what? Doesn't mean anything, sir. He's so ridiculous. Anyway, that is the end of B90. This, she felt like a lot shorter of an episode. I think we got a lot of teeny tiny things with each person and there's no Riley or Violet, and, but anyway, it fell a lot shorter this time around. So next time on, we see Statler is going to be telling Dempsey that she wants to move in, and then we see Gino calling Dana, I think that's his name, and he talks about benefits. It's that love. Mind your business. Um, Christian is definitely gaslighting Cleo, um, as you can see, talking about him not saying anything about their intimacy. And I said, or he tries to, because Cleo definitely stands on her own two feet. And then I think we see Sheila basically, I think, asking David about um, helping out with the house expenses. And he basically says, like, I already work two jobs and can barely make ends meet. Like, I can't take on more. Um, and the interpreter basically being shady as fuck again and says, do you think she's just in it for the money? Um, 
we see from Rasmin that Amanda has compared him to Jason. Surprise, it only took a week. Um, and then we see some more Tyre. I'm not even going there. But, um, yeah. Still looks like a decent week next week. If you like what you heard, please share reality tea times two with everyone in your life. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to rate or review the podcast, you can do so on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by following us on either Facebook, Instagram, or Threads at Reality Tea Times 2. You can also email us at realitytimes2 on hotmail.com. We have a website where you can listen to all of these episodes as well as get links to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. And then it's at realitytimes2.aludu.com. All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.